Uh, let's say with the election, the people spoke. Uh, they didn't like what was an offer from the government parties. And uh, the question is, what happens next? Owen Harris is with me in studio, columnist with Sunday Independent, who's been predicting how the election would play out in his column, a former advisor to Fianna Gael and Mary Robinson's presidential campaign. Owen, you're very welcome. Firstly, what went wrong for Fianna Gael in this election? How did they get it so wrong? Well, a general election campaign or a national election campaign, and I have experience of two with Princess de Rossa and with Mary Robinson, is very different from any other kind of uh, local campaign. It's a war. It's got to be thought of like a war. So there's two aspects to it. You need a strategy and you need tactics. The strategy is the overall plan. The tactics are the battles, the ambushes. Now, the media get focused on the battles, which are not very important stuff like the Whinger stuff, the McNulty affair. What really mattered, what went wrong for Fine Gael is that it didn't have a proper strategy. It, it got it wrong, the strategy wrong in a number of areas. First of all, politically, before Christmas, that was last November, it targeted uh, Michael Michal Martin. It said it was going to go for it's either us or Sinn Féin strategy. That's why I call it the binary strategy of my column and I attacked it. I said it was a stupid strategy. I also thought it was a delinquent strategy in that if, Sinn Féin, if Fine Gael was saying it's either Sinn Féin or us, well then that was bound to build up Sinn Féin in opposition and Sinn Féin is a very, in my view, a very kind of still quite a kind of a slightly constitutional party with a lot of cynicism stuff that hasn't been resolved and I think that it was very delinquent of the party of the blue shirts of Conservatives of Liam Cosgrave and Paddy Cooney to be going around saying oh it's fine with us if Sinn Féin is in opposition I may say so some of the Fianna Fáil grandees I heard over the weekend when they were asked what was the problem with Sinn Féin couldn't come up with an honest answer either Martin has always had an honest answer Martin is always saying they're politically and morally repulsive and repugnant to him and it's amazing that Fianna Gael will come up with that strategy the second mistake in terms of the strategy was it's an economic analysis. Now, I can perfectly understand why last November they would have come up with a slogan like let's keep the recovery going. But last January, Damien Lusher did deep focus study and surveys in the Irish Times, which they surely read as spin doctors, which said that nearly 70% of the people felt that the recovery had passed them by. Now, Frank Flannery is retrospectively very critical of the Fine Gael spin doctors, but I haven't heard Frank say what they should have done. And I'm going to say what they should have done. They should have been putting out posts. They should have revised their strategy in January and said, uh, we've got the country on its feet. Now we're going to get June on its feet. We've got the country paying its way. Now we're going to pay you back for some of the sacrifice you made. The posters needed to be that kind of poster. Yeah, they assumed on the part yeah. of the person reading the posters that the recovery had hit them. When it, like, it struck me and it struck many people that the, the focus groups which seem to have taken an awful lot uh, of, uh, of attention for Fianna Gael um, had been consisted of mostly people living inside the M50. Well, you're so right about that because that's the other thing. No matter how much people try not to, the Stockholm Syndrome works in terms of um, spin doctors they all live in Dublin they're in South County Dublin and they wouldn't really understand I mean if they really understood the suffering of the Irish private sector class the majority working class like Labour Party looked after the public sector all through the recession in fact the public sector I know they had cuts but they had permanent and pensionable jobs long sick leave etc they sailed through the recession compared with these sad hard working people commuting up and down the M50, long distances, husband and wife working, crashes and all that. Fine Gael doesn't understand that. And to think, I, I wrote a piece some time back about insider Ireland and outsider Ireland. Like, when I, 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 I watched a woman in Monkstown getting out of her car going into a Voca, the upmarket delicatessen, and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the warden said, I'm going to give you a ticket, and she waved him off. It wasn't a problem for her. There's not, it's not a problem for people in South County Dublin. But wherever a river flowed in provincial Ireland, I don't want to say rural Ireland, it's provincial Ireland, 
Corbin mm. Ireland, wherever a river flowed, the Slaney, the Boyne, there were problems there. And in provincial Ireland, there were problems. And Fine Gael never reckoned with it because it lost the pulse. Martin and Fianna Fáil read that much more closely. First of all, because their class basis is closer to the mass of the people, I believe. And secondly, because Martin, correctly, I think also the Tory, talking to the Tories in Britain was no help to Fine Gael. It would have made them go for low-tax stuff. So they got that huge strategic, they made that huge strategic mistake of going for low taxes, greed, basically, and uh, not going for public service. And Martin got that right. Uh, Labour. When we spoke to people in Labour, senior people in Labour, after the last election, they knew that there was a real risk that they were going to pay the price for government, that they were going in to take the responsibility, uh, which they took seriously. Um, They couldn't possibly have seen how big a price they were going to pay. How did Labour not manage that better in the second half of this term, the last term of government? Well, there's been an awful lot of incredible self-pitying moaning from people in the Labour Party like Pat Rabbit and Rory Quinn. Like, they seem to be almost bitter that the Irish people didn't do the right thing. Rory Quinn had a very bitter piece in the Irish Times. Pat Rabbit looked very bitter on, on, on the Late Late Show when he was given the results. But the fact of life is, it's, there was no great sacrifice in them going into government and keeping their fat salaries and pensions. First of all, Labour should have taken a cut in salary and pensions and suffered along with the Irish working class. That was a a no-brainer straight away. And instead of that, they symbolically did the most stupid things they could do, such as backing Kevin Cardiff for a job in the the, the mega hundreds of thousands and and standing by him in in the European job. And above all, it's not. I don't believe it's John Burton's fault, by the way. I believe the real thing that went wrong is that Pat Rabbit grew personally and culturally too too close to Fine Gael. As an advisor, he he was creating the texture of the Labour Party. Not Gilmore. Pat Rabbit was very close, very always popping up to defend Enda Kenny. It became a standing joke across social media. All that affected the Labour. The position. point was made today that 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 Dick Spring and, and 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 John Bruton, when they were in coalition together, that Spring there was always that sense that Spring the would smell pull. of sulphur. Yes. Oh yes. Of and course. that didn't yeah. exist. And is is that why Labour? Absolutely. Labor you see. You see, the old, you know, the, a certain amount of bolchiness is vital. Yes, you have to have amity and civility in government. But Dick Spring was ready to pull the plug in Bruton. He was ready to pull it in Albert Reynolds, and he did pull it. But you see, Pat Rabbit was coming out from a very kind of, from the old workers' party kind of discipline thing. Once you sign up for a deal, you do it. And that leads you into all sorts of problems. They actually lost their radical streak. Their readiness to say, hey, on water, we're not with you, or whatever. Now, so... The Labour Party just lost touch with its base and it made no attempt, by the way, to fight, uh, to fight Sinn Féin in the ground mm. or to build up that fight, kind of fighting force in the ground. And on Sinn Féin, um, mm. they say this was a success. They've grown their vote by 5%. Um, Jerry Adams brought in his running mate up in, in Louth, which they'll point to as a success. But speaking to Sinn Féin people privately over the weekend, they admit they could have done better. They should have done better. Sinn Féin are spinning that they had a good election. It's a load of nonsense. They had an appalling election. They went down from 22% down to what is now 13, 14%. They are between a rock and a hard place in Dublin. Fianna Fáil are now back with five deputies in Dublin, squeezing Sinn Féin. Um, they are between a rock and a hard place all along the border because here in their heartland, Cavan Monan, Sligo, etc., Cavan, they have only one seat where Fianna Fáil have two. So Fianna Fáil are squeezing them along the border and Fianna Fáil are beginning to squeeze them in Dublin. Fianna Fáil now have a beachhead like Normandy in Dublin from which they will expand. So that's why Ono Bryn, their uh, senior strategist, he of the stony face and unflappability, who always reminds me of the Tom Courtney character, Dr. Zhivago, the Trotsky with the glasses. He spent his entire time on the general election count panel targeting 
Fianna Fáil. Not targeting Fianna Gael and, and, the, and the billionaire, the capitalist, right? That's just targeting That's Fianna Fáil. That's because of where they see Because the he's afraid of Mark. On Fianna Fáil, their vote's actually down on the local and European elections. By 1% admittedly, they're at 24%, they got 25%. This is arguably still one of the worst performances by Fianna Fáil in a general election if you look at the numbers. But it's the resurgent element of it. The idea yeah. that five years ago they were dead and buried, uh, that this is, this is where the success is for Michal Mark. Well, everything is momentum and everything is tendency and trend, you see. And to come back to Dublin from nothing, basically, because they had one, then they had none, and they have five now. But it's also the quality of their TDs. They've got these young, smart TDs, and this is very important to handle Sinn Féin. Also, they've got an extraordinary weapon in Michal Martin, because apart from like his debating skills and all that, Martin is, is a, I, I would say, he's kind of feminine friendly. Like he has that thing, a politician has to have this androgynous character. Martin is very physically fit. He was, uh, he was on every poll in Ireland. He, he was on every poll in Ireland. Women voters like him. He has the kind of sensitive listening mode. He's, he's had tragedy in his life and it's deepened his kind of hinterland himself. So he's a huge weapon. I don't think uh, that there's anyone touch that. But apart from that, he's got a very good front bench. He's got quite a tough front bench. The Finnegrave front bench just folded his 10 cent. And left. I mean, Fredkirk did not set up a step up to the plate. He's still not stepping up to the plate, by the way, in this current crisis. Because far from kind of helping to Enda Kenny to form a government, as Enda Kenny should be doing, he's now talking much about oh, Fianna Fáil should be forming a government. I mean, that's the second time he's got off the playing field. In terms of what happens next, on um, Noel Whelan brought up the idea of the, of the grand coalition, this Fianna Fáil Fine Gael alliance, uh, bury the hatchet of civil war politics once and for all. Do you think that's going to happen? Because the consensus now is that that's what we're heading toward. Um, I, I said categorically all along, and I repeated this morning or today, there is no chance of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael coalescing. Yes, Fianna Fáil might support uh, Fianna Gael from a, from a minority position, uh, but there is no chance of the two, of, of a Fianna Fáil Ardesh uh, passing that, that, that. Now, the media, I mean, and the leaders this morning, all the leaders and all the main papers are getting kind of semi-hysterical about, oh, for the sake of the country, you must do this. Like, this is a democracy. Like, it's not kind of like Northern Ireland to cobble up some kind of the hunt position. This is not a deformed democracy. Like, we have, we have been with minority governments before. We've had fragile governments before. We've had frequent elections before. We have been in this place before. And there is no panic. Enda Kenny can try to form a government. And I believe he can come very close to forming a government if he talks to Ross's people, if he talks to Social Democrats, if he talks to the two Healy Rays, and if he looks to the rest of the independents who are part of the DNA, Fianna Fáil, uh, Gene Poole, he can. The other thing I want to deal with there is all this nonsense about time the civil war parties got together. This is what I call student analysis. I used to believe that when I was a young socialist too. The huge value to Irish democracy has been to have a centre-left party and a centre-right party, large party, and that a Labour party then can go and coalesce with, ally them itself with either of them to keep them honest. That has prevented us from fascism in the 30s. We're the only European democracy that has never had a serious fascist threat. And that's because with the ballast of Fianna Fáil on the one hand, and then the government changed to Fianna Gael, and the Labour Party moves back and forth. That is an invaluable thing. Just because the civil war is over means nothing. I mean, the civil war is a long time over in America, but we still have Republicans and Democrats. They morph. I hope and I believe that Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael will be there a hundred years' time. I hope they are there in a hundred years' time with a strong Labour Party. And just to finish up, Michal Martin may have seen this as a battle but not the war. Do you agree with that? Um, yes, I think he sees a battle. I think Michal Martin uh, will do his best to form a government because he's a patriot. Uh, but I think he's 
true wishes would be uh, to go into opposition to make sure that Sinn Féin are not allowed to become resurgent. And by the way, um, could we get a break from Gerry Adams whining in loud about like how he's been badly treated by the media and how everyone is victimising him? Hey, Gerry, this is senior hurling. 